Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone Podcast, presented by ViStar Credit Union, with Jaguar's senior writer, John Osher. All right, welcome to this week's Ozone Podcast, and I say every week I'm excited about it. I'm excited about this, and I think fans are going to be excited about it, too. He's a guy that we've gotten to know a little better lately through the media. Uh, we've known him for four years by his play on the field. Jaguar safety, Andrew Wingard, and uh, I'm not even sure how to introduce you. Is it Dewey? Is it uh, What's the nickname now? Is it Dewey? Is it okay? It's been Dewey for a while. Okay, I got you. I, you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> well, uh, An- Andrew's my government name. Okay. Or my I, mom I when she's you. mad at me. So Now, uh, I'm curious. Um, because of COVID, because uh, a lot of things... I haven't gotten to know you that well, but from observing you, it seems like you're really enjoying what the Jaguars are doing right now and really enjoying your football. I think you always enjoy it, but am I reading that right? 100%. And uh, I kind of, it's back to my off season and stuff, but, you know, last year was what it was. So I won't go any deeper into that, but I really kind of re- just rekindled my own love for okay. football this year. And uh, Doug Peterson has really helped with that and the culture he's brought in and the guys he's brought in. It's like we're all just kind of on the same wavelength. And it's uh, it's just really it's so fun seeing how you come when you get older, you, you really start to observe, like you said, even more. But the preparation, how the preparation, the, the how coach talks to the players, how everyone just interacts, how that carries over into winning games, which is the ultimate goal is just it's awesome. And I have like you said, I'm having a lot of fun this year. How old are you? 20, I will be 26 in a week. All right, I'm 56, so don't talk to me about getting older. All right. <laughs> the way my body feels today, holy cow. I got you. I feel like I'm about 70. Expand on what you just said about Doug, if you will, because uh, I've talked to a lot of players about it, but it strikes me that what you've seen here, your perspective, why is it that what he's doing connects with you guys? You just you know he's doing something right when you're like excited to come in and practice. Mm-hmm. You know it's like, do I really want to practice in week twelve? Yes, because I know that what I do week in week, what I do on Wednesday, what I do on Thursday, what I do on Friday is really what wins football games, and that's that's kind of a hard thing. You something that's hard to grasp as a young player when you're really not aware of all that stuff and everything's just kind of going fast. But as you as you come along and gain experience and you know, really start to actually listen to what the coach has to say mm-hmm. in meetings and stuff, you're like, that rings a bell with me. You're right. It's in the preparation. And that's really what he preaches is the preparation, the process, doing all that, and, and really staying together. You know, there's kind of two sides to it. There's the prep, and then there's just that subconscious how you feel and feeling good mm-hmm. and, and being locked in and being with the team and eating together and loving each other, and, and it's life. You know, everyone talks about how football – is a game. I really think it's everything's just life and how you, how you go at football is how you, how you go at life and how you interact with people and all that stuff. It, everything comes together. Mm And, um, you know, he stayed consistent in his message. He's never panicked. And, and you're starting to see the, you're starting to see the fruit of the labor kind of, you know, creeping its head out, creeping its head out. And when you gain momentum, then it really, then stuff really starts to go your way. So, um, Kind of went on a rant there, but I just no, I, like I, I love the guy. He's everything he preaches, he does, and 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 guys really buy into him. In his presser this morning, he referred to you as a core player. What does that mean uh, to you for him to say that? I just I, I pride myself on being a football player, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I you know I will do whatever it takes to play football. 
and I will do whatever it takes to get paid at something I'm good at, you know? <laughs> and a lot, not a lot, and that's real. A lot of, a lot of guys kind of put themselves as, oh, I'm a corner, or, I'm a safety, or I'm this, I'm that. And not a lot of guys want to block guys on kickoff return. Not a lot of guys want to, you know, play on punt and stuff. And those guys don't play 10, 12 years right. in the league. I, this is my dream job. It's, it's awesome. I couldn't think of anything better to do and just how blessed I am and lucky to be able to be in this position and I'm not going to have a single regret I will I'll go to my grave saying I gave everything I had and and you know whatever my role was I did it willingly and did it as to the best of my ability so core player core football player football guy now the reason I asked you that is your path to being called a core player has not been easy. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, undrafted guy, yep. and, it, and it seems like every story you ever read in the offseason is always Andrew Wingard's on the bubble. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of what, uh, yeah. I guess it's your lot in life. You don't care about it that much, what people say. But talk about your path so far. Ha- has it felt to you like you're overcoming as much that, as maybe people on the outside see it, if you follow me? Well, or are from, we ever right? From my point, <laughs> it's hard. Here's what I'll say. I love my teammates, and I love – if people want to pile on me and right. not pile on my teammates, that's fine. I can take it because okay. I don't care about it. But it's like, you know, when I got, I got here in 2019, mm-hmm. right, and it's right when I got here, they fired Tom Coughlin. Right when I got here, Jalen Ramsey, the whole Jalen Ramsey thing, everyone kind of – it kind of – the Titanic kind of sunk when I got here. Right. And, you know, when you're losing games, you people like to black sheep people, you know. Sure. And, I mean, there's a reason I there. I will say I'm not trying. This is no ego involved, but the reason I've been on these teams is because I'm a ball player, right? And if you just no one people kind of watch TV and you know they kind of you know people like armchair quarterbacks like to say, oh, this guy sucks, blah blah blah. But you watch the tape, and I'm I'm playing ball. But um, from my journey, from my standpoint, like you said, it's I just go out and I do my job. Mm-hmm. Football to me is easy when I know what I'm doing. And that's really how I've how I've kind of prided myself. Where is that yeah. attitude? I mean, because that's the attitude you have to have, right? A, lo- a lot of guys say that. You seem to live it. If you yep. follow me, yeah, always. Or has that been learned? Um, it's it's actually really cool. You just said I, it's I embody my philosophy, and that's my philosophy on life. It's like I didn't work for twenty years of my life to make it to the NFL to lose confidence in myself based on what some Twitter warrior has right. to say and stuff like that. Or a senior writer or well, or a media person. <laughs> 100%. And it's it's not a dog on you guys. You guys have a job to do. Sure. However, I think a lot of guys waste time and energy where time and energy doesn't need to be placed. You guys mm-hmm. have your opinions. You're allowed to say whatever you guys want. But I'm also allowed to not care or give any mm-hmm. weight to what you guys say. Right. And I think that's where – you know, watching guys who've come before me, the Jared Wilsons, the really Jared Wilson is like my ultimate role model. You want to talk about someone who sort of the same path. Yeah. Right. Un, so, it, was, yeah. it was cool. Same, same path undrafted. We actually played for the same, uh, DB coach, Kurt Mallory. He, he was at Michigan with, with J dub sure. and at Wyoming with me, but it's like just a guy who goes in, doesn't care what anyone thinks, does his job, teaches the young guys is a, just a damn good person. And that's, mm-hmm. That's how I try to be, and and but really back to your back to your question. My philosophy, like you said, is come in, do my job, know what I'm doing, go out, play football, let everything else fall, you know, fall where it needs to be, and you know, I don't waste my time. I go home and I watch film and I try to right. get ready. I don't go home and sit on Twitter and sulk in what people are saying about me. So is is it 
is it gratifying, fun? Do you care that you're starting to sort of become a fan favorite? It's, is that cool? It, I mean, it's it's fu- it's just insane. It's honestly it's funny because, like you said, there I def you know when I first got in the league, I was like, dang, these people are these people are piling on me, man. Right. I'm doing my I, I'm trying I'm balling. Just go watch the tape. It's like people are right. You kid- would think you'd be a guy to root for, right? <laughs> no, right. but it's it's so cool. Is like the path God laid for me is like all that's supposed to happen, and it's like so people are gonna love you sometimes, they're gonna hate you sometimes, but you just gotta be you. And you, you can never change someone's opinion, but the only way, the only way, the only thing you can do to change maybe someone's opinion about you is to be you mm-hmm. consistently. And I've been me consistently, and I'm glad. I mean, I'm I'm glad fans are coming around. I love this place. I love playing for this team. And I, I was just, I was actually just sitting at walkthrough today, and I was like thinking about how young our team is mm-hmm. and how Doug's building this culture. And I was like, this team is going to be. And I'm coming up on a uh, a free my first unrestricted sure. free agency, and I'm sitting there, you know. I'm like this team is gonna be this is this you know this is right. gonna be a good this is a good team now right with the the young guy like this is gonna be Doug's building something here and it's just super cool but I love Jacksonville I love golfing twice a week mm-hmm. this fan base they deserve good football I mean they deserve good football and I just you know I guess if if they've come around on me I I appreciate them when they. <laughs> When they don't like me, I still wake up and go sure. about my business. But uh, no, it's uh, it's all love for sure. You you mentioned the franchise, and it's funny that was my next question to you because um, it's clear, and I think Doug said this earlier in the week. This franchise does mean something to you. Why? And I guess maybe it's because you've seen it go through so much, right? Yeah. Well, and this franchise gave me my shot. Right. I mean, I'm in forever indebted to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Whoever was in. Ma- management doesn't matter it's the principle of the the organization they gave me my shot right and not a lot of guys get opportunities Mm -hmm. and i'm lucky enough to have the opportunity and also thankful in myself and god for me being able to capitalize on an opportunity but like i said this place they just they deserve it Mm -hmm. and seeing doug come in here and and change this the vibe really the vibe was wrong for right. three years, I'm telling you. In that locker, I mean, it was wrong. There was bad. It was just ugly. It was never, never a good feeling. But now it's starting to shift, and the amount of fa- the the fan base on Sunday against mm-hmm. against the Ravens was freaking awesome. I even remember coming out and saying hi to my family, and they were like, "That f- it was rocking." Right. And there was a lot more teal and black than purple, and yeah, and and that's how it should be. I guess for you, it w- it was cool. It feels like what you're saying is. The fans, I think maybe for the first time, felt what you guys feel, right? No doubt. It took that. No and doubt. And that, it's – yeah, good. sorry. And the, the, the football – some of the – honestly, some of the football they've seen for the past couple of years is not good football. Right. No, There's no doubt about it. But it's cool. And that's that's kind of goes back to me. It was like the, you're on pins and needles with this fan base sometimes with the games. It was like just from losing so much, everyone starts to – the, you know, criticizing people, but now that you start to see it's a week-to-week league, we're building some. but when the fans get behind you mm-hmm. and that energy, and it's like, come on, boys, you know, we everything to win, right. not like just, oh, we're going to lose, let's, you know, throw all these guys under the right. fire. When we're all together and that vibe in that fourth quarter, I mean, we were, it was awesome. It, and that that's kind of, it's kind of what I'm alluding to, and it's like, I hope towards the end of this year, years down the road, mm-hmm. whether I'm here or I'm not, this place is jacked up. Right. I mean, Jacksonville should be a tough place to play, and it can be that way because I've seen it a couple times. Buffalo last year, that mm-hmm. Ravens game this year, 
and I think we can get I think we can start to see that more consistently and it's cool you're amazingly enough after four years one of the veteran guys on yeah. the team now yep. which is staggering but you are yep um what you just talked about that fan connection you know I've done this since 95 you know, as I can remember when the, it was every week right what did it mean to your teammates who haven't been around to feel that on Sunday so I mean, because frankly when you're losing they a lot of the newer guys probably haven't felt that right what did that mean oh this can be this way no doubt like you think about especially being the new guys here when we played the Giants we played the Giants and there was probably sure 30,000 Giants fans right. and you're like dang is this is this how it usually is and we're kind of like lately sometime. it has been sometimes sure I'm yeah. like we're like yeah bro but like you said, for a lot of the guys to see the teal, to see the teal, the energy, it was just awesome. On, right. a, on a November Sunday afternoon in November when it's 70 degrees in, no, in November, that's just the vibe is freaking awesome. And like you said, a lot of the guys, the foyers, the foldies, they're, they're all, I'm like, yes, that's how it should be. So, I'm struck, Andrew, I mean, I'll call you Andrew because yep. that's your name, uh, by your passion for this place and your want to and i guess yep. there's not there's really not a question there but you don't always see it and i think yep. it's pretty cool yeah and that's one of my biggest you know one of my biggest philosophical principles to live by is just control what i can control mm-hmm. my attitude my preparation my work and and like like you said one of the things i have no control over is whether i will be whether i'm here or i'm not I, like i said this place is going to be right. no no matter where no matter who's here, with Doug at the helm, there's going to be good things happening here, and it's always all the best everywhere. So, will you ever have a better quote than "wind drunk"? <laughs> it's funny because my my dad came down to play golf a week ago on our bye week, and and they were playing bingo at a at some restaurant. They, they named their team "wind drunk," and he calls me. He's like, "Hey, we named our team wind drunk." And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, okay, what are you talking about?" He's like, "Yeah, and you, remember you said that in your press press conference," and I was like. I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> when you can't get wind drunk, right? You can't get wind drunk this week. I got we you. can't be we can't be stuck. Here's a perfect here's a perfect analogy for this conversation. We can't stay on Twitter, you know, living in our press clippings, right. living in living in our glory. That's when you get smacked in the mouth. That's getting wind drunk. So we gotta dial in, like we did today. Dial in Thursday. It's new slate. Gotcha. Um, and I'm just sitting here thinking. I don't know how much you thought about it. What do you want to do after football in 10 years, whatever that is? And uh, it strikes me, it strikes me that coaching might be there somewhere, I think uh, it, but maybe not. I think it has to be. I, I think it has. I think the coaching, I love, I love seeing how, how there's two different sides, the playing and, but then there's the coaching, but mm-hmm. then it's just so deep. And I, I think I would be good. I, I just love like teaching. It's mm-hmm. like, it's actually more gratifying. Like some, like we'll work with the young guys in training camp and kind of, kind of tell them how to play certain techniques and stuff. But again, the twenty-six-year-old talking about the young guys. Yeah, but that's, I know. that's fine. I know. <laughs> it's all relative. But it's like it's really gratifying when you like kind of you know give someone some advice on how to do something, but then you see them like gain the perception of it and kind of morph it into their own little visualization sure. of something. But then you see them do it. And how gratif—that's really gratifying when you kind of teach someone and then let them take over and, and kind of make it their own. So that's really cool. So may, maybe coaching, but 
You just I, can't see yourself not being around the game. Doesn't sound like it's, like it's, it's tough, it's, right? It's yeah. tough, and I I sent it. I really gambled all in on football. Right. I was like I said, I showed up here with my bags undrafted. I was like, I really didn't know what I was going to do. Right. It was some. I hoped it was football, and luckily it worked out. But it's it's, it's I don't know. I'm I'm just loving so much of just being sure. locked in on the present moment. I don't really haven't really thought about that yet. So, but I think coaching. Maybe a high school dynasty in Colorado or right. something like that. Now I could see you coaching the NFL because it's obviously <laughs> in you. So um, the last thing we do on the Ozone podcast is what I call the Ozone Five. The Ozone Five. 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 Five quick fun questions. Andrew, what was your last binge watch? If you even have time. It was. I actually I rewatched Aside from film. Yep, I rewatched Breaking Bad. Okay. And that I've really only watched I'm not a huge like show guy. Okay. I've only watched Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad. Those are the only two shows I've ever watched like in their entirety. So, have you, moved on, to, have you moved on to Better Call Saul? I haven't yet. It's it's it, it's up I've I've heard it's really good. If you like Breaking Bad, I mean yeah. some people think it's oh, yeah. better, which okay. I, I'm not sure. I like I like Saul better, but um that'll have to be my next yeah, one. Yeah, they're both solid. So, last song in your car this morning. You know, it was it was uh, Doobie Brothers. Uh, listen, whoa, whoa, whoa oh, that's good. listen that's, to music. And a, I was locked in this morning. I was like feeling good age. this morning, and I love. I'm kind of an old soul, okay? okay? So when I call myself old, I'm an I'm an old soul. But I love I love 70s and 80s music. I thought you were going to call it old people music just to get no old <laughs> old soul okay. music, baby. Um, what sport other than football uh, could you play? I would have been. It would have been something with downhill skiing. I was okay. like really good at football and skiing as a kid. Like okay. I was crazy. I, I was. I was a little. I was a little douche as a kid, okay. and I needed. Th- I needed fast. I needed aggressive. I needed. Okay. Da- I needed danger as a kid, and skiing. Okay. Skiing was one of those things. Do you still ski at all, or is that I, right after football? I. I do. I. It's Did not a, definitely not. <laughs> Cut it off right now. <laughs> no, but I just cruise. I just cruise. I go out and, and cruise down blues with my mom and, and my dad. You. So, so but after you. football, I'll get I'll get after it again. I got you. You know, Christian Kirk's like Formula One guy. That's like he's like now that's some danger. I that's hardcore really dangerous into it. stuff. So that's it, a uh, uh, favorite nickname you've ever had. It's got to be Dewey. Okay, I mean, how many have you had? I mean, it's probably like. some I can't say, but. It's really just like at, I can't even remember how old I was. Someone said Dewey, this and that, and then that's what it's been just for so. twenty years. Who's the person most responsible for you being here in the NFL? I would probably, I'd probably just say my the staff I had at Wyoming. I mean, yeah. we had in, in one recruiting class we had Josh Allen, right? We had myself, Marcus Epps. Who's with the Philadelphia starting safety for the Eagles? Logan Wilson, right, with the Bengals. Yep. We had all those guys in one recruiting class under Craig Bowl up at Wyoming, okay. and we our our uh, assistant coaches were just as awesome. AJ Cooper, Scotty Hazelton, guys like that. But you know that culture up there at Wyoming yeah. under Coach Bowl, it was amazing. It was That's amazing. That recruited Muma too, right? Yeah, like, Chad Muma. Yeah, I mean, you, the yeah. names. Ton of names. Tayshawn Gibson, he's in the NFL. Sure. Tanner Gentry, Jacob Hollister, who was here. But that culture up there, and I was funny, I was actually thinking about it the other day. It was like 
the philosophy of the game, of how to play the game, mm-hmm. how to how to prepare, how to play hard, how to do all that stuff, how to show up. That was all ingrained in us at Wyoming without, you know, as, as 19, 20-year-olds where you just want to go to college and, and right. play football and party. But they did such a great job of instilling the work and the blue-collar mentality. Um, so I'd probably say that that experience I had up there I, was the best thing that ever happened to me. And, and that's where I really honed my craft and really kind of sparked the NFL. Always had the dream of playing in the NFL, but once you get to college and mm-hmm. you play D1 football, you're kind of like, oh, I can, I'm pretty good at this. Right, so. start figuring out whether you, yeah. what you so can I do would, it or not. So I would definitely say Coach Bull and his staff and, and all, all, the, all my good buddies, who, who have, whether they made it or didn't make it in the NFL, that, that culture up there really sprung board us. So. I am looking forward to the first Dewey podcast, which I think, I think your future is definitely that right. you will have your own podcast. Okay. Have me on sometime. Yes, It'll so. be boring. Uh, it was so, your idea. So, so But, uh, Andrew, I can't thank you enough for doing this. I could talk to you all day. Uh, terrific job, and uh, best of luck moving forward. Thank you for joining the Ozone Podcast. Thank you very much.